Welcome to SolkanaCast, two broads talking broadly about health, the physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. All right, welcome, welcome to Cast, episode 23, our interview with the lovely Amy Koretsky, licensed acupuncturist, health coach extraordinaire, and herbalist. Um, before we start to interview Amy, talk a little bit more about her, we're going to check in. I'm one of your hosts, Lucia Holly, nutritional therapy practitioner. I'm Hannah. <laughs> She's that other host <laughs> and a coach. Pretty cool. Owner of Sulcana. CrossFit. If you've never listened fitness, before this episode, wellness. welcome. <laughs> How's it going, Hannah? Good. Well, can you? I sound like a death monster. Yeah, a little bit. I'm a little sick. <laughs> it's my fault because um, Morgan brought Zinnia, her four year old, to a party over the weekend. She was like, don't kiss her, she's sick. But I couldn't help myself. <laughs> she was so cute. She, she was like, I'm a little sick. I got a little cold. And I just could not help myself. I kept hugging her and kissing her and picking her up and playing with her, and then I got sick. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not surprised, but I am ready for it to be vacating the system. Yeah. But according to you, that means my immune system is working, so. Yeah, it's a good thing to get a cold once in a while. Not a good thing if you're getting colds all the time. Yeah, no, this is just a once in a while, but I'm, like, hyper-fatigued. Otherwise, well, mostly probably because I also took NyQuil last night. Oh, snap. And I think that makes you... I feel like I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it makes me, like, feel really drowsy for, like, 12 hours. Yep. So after I wake up, it's, like, the first three hours of being awake. (laughs) I feel like I'm swimming through a cloud. (laughs) And right now it's 9 in the morning, so... Yay, cloud swims. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's yep. my week. And I did my challenge. Yeah, tell, tell us I, about that. So I do a self-press exam, uh, usually on like a monthly basis, mm-hmm. because my mom has had some benign lumps before, so I you know, want to see what's up, if I'm potentially going to have those or not. Yep. But your breasts are weird, they're like... It's not like there's, like, smooth parts and then just, like, one lump. They're no. pretty lumpy. Yeah. It's like you have to get to know your lumps. Yeah. <laughs> and then notice if and when they change. Yeah. So pretty normal. Got my lumps. <laughs> Nothing weird. No hard knots or anything like that. Good. I usually do it in the shower. Yeah. Or in the bath. I try to take a bath in my new house. The water does not get hot enough. Ooh. Sucks. Cold it's like bath. a lukewarm bath. <laughs> no. It's just not the same as my apartment building, because my apartment building, like, giant industrial-sized water heaters. Right. And we just have our water heater. So, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I was recovering from a cold, um, so now I'm feeling so much better, uh, which is great. I also, I did your challenge, so for anyone who's listening, Hannah's challenge to me was to, and to anyone was to notice what muscles or what quote-unquote chest muscles you were using in a like a chest workout. Um, so yesterday it was in the gym and we had to do 40 to 50 burpees 
So and a lot, a lot of bench press and a lot of bench press. So a lot of chest muscles, and I definitely noticed um, muscles on the front of my body. But I have also tried to be really aware of my lats and noticing um, which are along like the sides of the upper back on the back. Right, that's how you would describe them. So a lot of muscles are being used more than just like my pecs basically yeah which which was cool to notice because i've been doing crossfit long enough without that awareness that it's like oh man this is this is like a few years in and now i'm really noticing like the full body use of those different muscles yeah it's cool it's nice to notice hopefully the other point is that your actual breasts were not were not sore from like working out yeah that breast tissue that we did this yeah that self-exam to be clear yeah it's a reinforce it doesn't get sore yeah you can't work out your actual boobs ask me about my lats though they're sore how are your lats they're sore oh good (laughs) all right let's get into it amy's been sitting here patiently quietly hi amy hey smiling (laughs) smiling i love this this is great you guys are funny (laughs) yeah so amy amy's awesome she's also a member of the gym um, she's super strong. You just competed in a competition. Yeah, and I'm doing one again in like three weeks, I think. Oh, you're doing the bench only meet? Yeah. Sweet! Nice! There you go. She's a power lifter. Power lifting. So, like to lift up heavy things. We're like <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> um, so Amy also offers acupuncture here to Solkanats once a month, which is pretty dope, and does some awesome workshops around here. Um, Amy, do you want to tell us a little bit about your practice as well? Yeah, sure. So I'm a licensed acupuncturist, a Chinese herbalist, and a health coach. Um, I specialize in my acupuncture practice in digestive diseases and the connection between those and our emotional health, because there is a gut-brain connection that I'm sure Lucia has mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, right. Just a little bit. <laughs> what? Weird. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. And so acupuncture is so helpful for really resetting that parasympathetic nervous system, which has such a benefit for the digestive system. Um, I myself was diagnosed with a digestive disease like 10, 12 years ago now, Um, Crohn's disease. It's an autoimmune disease of the gut. And through Chinese medicine, um, I was able to really go from being like 90 pounds and look like death and be in the Mayo Clinic to being like the strongest, healthiest, most vibrant person Mm. I've ever been. So I love Chinese medicine. (laughs) Can you, can you, um, describe what Chinese medicine is for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, so it's a, um ancient practice of medicine um, from China, obviously. But, but basically, it's a whole plethora of healing modalities. So people usually just think of it as acupuncture. So inserting fine filament needles into the body and specific energy centers of the body um, to trigger a healing response. But that's just one area that we work in. We also um, are Chinese herbalists. Uh, there's moxa, which is a type of heating modality. Like, so it's a heat therapy used on the body. So you're warming up those same acupuncture points with heat. Uh, moxa is mugwort, like artemisia is the Latin term or mm. the Latin name for mugwort herb. And you use that kind of like a incense stick almost to like just hold it above the skin. It warms up the points. We also do cupping therapy, which is um, most people know it now because of Michael Phelps and the whole Olympics <laughs> and everything recently. Yeah. But it's a myofascial technique. Um, there's gua sha, which a lot of people are familiar with if they go to chiropractic because Graston technique was actually um, kind of formed from the ancient 
gua sha techniques. So there's like a whole variety of modalities um, that are that en- encompass Chinese medicine. Yeah. And you, and you offer all those modalities? All those things. Awesome. So when you go to school, like <laughs> when you go to school for Chinese medicine, it's not just like, you know, six months that you're learning about something. It's a three year, year round. Some people go to school for up to five years. Mm. Like it's a long program and you get a master's degree at the end. And so you're learning a whole lot more than like just how to put a needle inside. Yeah. I mean, it seems like people, you know, for thousands of years have done that through like an apprenticeship type of practice. Yeah. For probably even more than three to five years before they become Oh, totally. I mean, in a lot of, um, in some states, you can actually still become licensed through an apprenticeship program. Um, here in Minnesota, you have to go to school and take your boards and right. whatnot, but it's really great. Awesome. Cool. So is that, that's how you found becoming an acupuncturist because of this huge health shift that you went through personally and then you're like oh man I'm inspired or what 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 helped support that shift okay so I'm probably not your typical like acupuncturist (laughs) in that way so a lot of people like you know the first day of acupuncture school and we're all like sitting around doing icebreakers or whatever like question of the day is basically like how did you end up here at school and everyone's like oh I like always had low back pain and acupuncture like changed everything or like this or that sort of stories and honestly for me what got me into acupuncture school was being obsessed with herbs and herbalism Mm. because uh, when I did get sick with Crohn's disease and went through that whole transition what the direction that I went was more in changing my diet Um, adding in like Western herbs and learning about Eastern herbs and really doing that side of things. And there aren't a whole lot of herbal programs here in Minnesota. There's there's a program that I thought was going to be ending at MCTC, happens to still be going on now. Mm -hmm. And you can do like a um, apprenticeship with a couple different herbalists in town. But anyway, I really wanted to learn about Chinese herbs. And so that's actually what brought me into acupuncture. So when I started acupuncture Mm. school, I'd only ever had acupuncture twice before (laughs) in my life, which is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. So I got into it from the herbal side of things. And Mm -hmm. um, that's still where a lot of my passion lies. But obviously, I've become obsessed with acupuncture and cupping and all the other things as well. Yeah. And probably because you have a lot of people that come in through acupuncture and cupping, and then you introduce them to some herbal stuff, right? Yeah, like dietary changes and herbs and everything like that because um, food therapy is a huge aspect of Chinese medicine as well. Right. What are are some of the dietary changes that you made for yourself uh, when you were first, like, figuring out your Crohn's? Yeah. And then also, like, what are some that have stuck around and some that are not as important anymore? Yeah, so, like, when I was at my sickest, um, I kept a food journal. And it was more of a poop journal than a food journal, like, let's be honest, (laughs) because it was more like, all right, am I running to the bathroom 20 times a day or am I running to the bathroom like three times a day? Obviously, I'd rather have it be on the three times a day than the 20 times a day. But that was a reality in my life at the time. And so um, I was tracking what I was eating, uh, when I was going to the bathroom, how urgent it was, like what the stool looked like, all that stuff. Um, Some of the first correlations that I found were when I was at my sickest, um, coffee was totally out. Like Mm. there was no way I could have caffeine. Fried foods, completely out. Fried foods were a huge trigger for me. Um, And like overly sweet foods, so like really sugary foods were also a trigger. Also any 
vegetables or fruits with fiber on them were immediately out as well. Um, mm. So like that's hard. That's like white rice. Right. So basically, like, all I ate when I was at my sickest was applesauce, uh, potato bread, Mm. which was, like, a gluten bread, but it was, like, extra soft. There was, like, no fiber, like, wheat or anything in it. Um, So it was, like, potato bread, applesauce, peanut butter, uh, pasta, and, like, white rice. Like, I basically ate just that super, super bland stuff. And then, um, you know, I... I thoroughly love and believe in Chinese medicine and alternative medicine, but I also passionately believe that there's a time and a place for Western medicine yeah. as well. And um, when I was at my sickest and at the Mayo Clinic and all that stuff, I ended up having a decision to, um, or I had to make a choice between having part of my colon taken out or go on this like crazy new medication that at the time like had just been okayed by the FDA mm. for Crohn's. And so I was 21 years old at the time. Didn't really want to go on dates with like a colostomy bag or anything like that. Hey. And so I I tried the medication. And for me, you know, it was miraculous. Like within 48 hours, I was able to like keep down food that I hadn't been able to keep down. Wow, that's amazing. In like over a year. And so soon after I started that medication, I was, um, you know, eating food. I was gaining weight again. I was Mm -hmm. like getting a lot healthier. But at the same time, um, Western medicine is really good at treating things in a, in acute perspective, yeah. but not in a chronic long-term perspective. Right. So for me, they were like, okay, now you're going to be on this drug for the rest of your life. And it's like, well, A, this drug costs $2,000 a shot. Mm. And I was doing it like twice a month. So that's Ooh. really Whoa. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then also it's an immunosuppressant. And so immunosuppressant means that it's suppressing your immune system and you're going to get sick more often you sure and so i was coming down with sinus infections other like types of infections and it got to this point where after i'd been on this drug for a couple years i was like this is obviously not a long-term solution and that's when i really started getting into like okay well what how can i treat this naturally now that i'm out of this like danger zone where i was malnourished and you know very 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 sick how can I now change my lifestyle and my diet to get me a point um, of actual real health? And so that's when I started really getting into um, the dietary changes that I currently have in my life, which is um, I'm totally gluten-free. I avoid caffeine for the most part, although now it's not a trigger for me to like run to the bathroom. Now I just notice that it makes my nervous system like over agitated in general, which as we've said, connection between mind and body. So like I know that when I'm more anxious and more agitated, it's going to be reflected in my gut. So Mm. I choose to stay away from coffee because of that. Um, I have to really limit my alcohol intake. Um, And also like in Chinese medicine, The biggest thing for us when it comes to food therapy is that there's no one size fits all. So it's not like, oh, everyone should be on the paleo diet and they're going to feel better. Or everyone should have a green smoothie in the morning for breakfast because that's (laughs) going to make them feel better. Some people, totally, it's going to make you feel better. Other people, it's going to give you diarrhea. That's not fun. Yeah. And so really in Chinese medicine, it's about like, what is your five element type? Are you more of a fire type, a wood type, a water type? You know, like, are you more on the heated side or on the cold side? And then um, you really want to balance that out. So if you if your digestion tends to be um, overly hot, like you're maybe more constipated or dried out and like not drinking enough water, undernourished, then having more of those green smoothies, cold foods, raw fruits and vegetables is going to really balance out that fire in your Mm -hmm. gut. 
But if your digestive fire is weak and you're having undigested food in your stool a lot or a lot of like loose stool diarrhea, then you do not want raw fruits or vegetables in the morning. You want to like really warm that up with some like chai tea and those Mm. spices and all of those like fall autumnal spices. So it's really, it's not a one size fits all. It's about um, individually assessing the patient and then giving them what they need specifically. And that must shift for everybody. You're not just like one type forever? No, yeah. Right. I mean, your five element constitution is probably going to stay the same for your whole life, but it is going to ebb and flow with the seasons and with points in your life. Like as you get older, your digestive fire is going to slow down in general. And, you know, everything kind of shifts. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. So now you're no longer on that medication? Yeah. So I've been pharmaceutical free when it comes to like my Crohn's disease. I'll take like Tylenol every once in a while or something. Mm-hmm. But like I've been pharmaceutical free from my, for Crohn's f- since 2010. So we're going on seven years Well, wow, that must be yeah. pretty liberating. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, that's a big deal. Yeah. And do you have some staple herbs that you take to support your immune system? Or do you have, does it rotate depending on how you feel? It pretty much rotates. I mean, the only thing that I take every single day is what I have in my hand Ooh, right now, which <laughs> you on the podcast cannot <laughs> see. But I drink uh, tea every single morning that I kind of consider like my digestive tonic. And it's a uh, dandy blend, which is like a coffee alternative, mm-hmm. which is completely herbal. It tastes super good. It's yeah. so good. Like it's delicious. And I mean, for you, like, super coffee lovers out there, the first time you drink it, you might be like, oh, this doesn't taste like coffee. But well, it, doesn't, it doesn't taste like coffee, but, but I it taste like, good. It good. Yeah, I tried it. I was, uh, like, this is a weird, random place to try this, but I was staying at, like, a VRBO, like, renting out mm, this vacation yeah. home with Josh, and the people that we were staying with, like, didn't have any coffee, but they had that dandy blend, and they kind of, like, showed us how to make it. And it's not coffee, but it is, it's really like rich. It has that bitter, kind of. bitter yeah, yeah. quality to it that coffee gives you, that like yeah. bitterness. It does, it's like different than regular tea. Right. Oh, yeah, no. And it's like an instant, it's like instant coffee because it is a powder that mixes with water. Yeah. And so I drink that. And then inside that, I put a couple tablespoons of collagen powder, mm-hmm. which Lucia's maybe talked about before on here. But I've if, probably alluded to it. But okay, yeah. basically, it is um, really healing for the like small and large intestine. It's kind of like mucous membranes. It can be really healing for that. And then I also put in some acacia powder, which is the, fi- the plant-based fiber that I prefer to take. So this is acacia and dandy blend and collagen, and it's like my my go-to morning drink. I drink it every morning instead of coffee. Nice. Awesome. And at some point, just like coffee, you must really look forward to it and, like, anticipate it every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, coffee is about the routine, I think, for a lot of us. Yep. It's the ritual. Yeah, it's the ritual of waking up and having, like, a warm cup of something. It's comforting. And also, you know, it's really great to start your day off with something warm in your gut as opposed to ice cold. So like drinking an ice cold glass of water in the morning, like even if it's hot out in the summer, doesn't really appeal to me. Like if you think about when you go outside in the winter time without a coat, your muscles automatically contract, your shoulders raise up, you're just, you want to curl into a ball. Yeah. And the same thing happens when you like drink ice cold water, your, your stomach and your digestive organs are actually like made out of smooth muscle tissue. And so they contract from that icy cold fluid as well which is like cramping like so it's not fun yeah 
makes it harder to <laughs> digest the food that you're trying to eat at that moment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like warm liquids are gonna be more relaxing, make you feel like you're taking a hot bath, which I'm sorry, you aren't able to I do know, right I'm now. I'm just taking a lukewarm <laughs> bath. It's okay. I put so much magnesium in there. I was like, hopefully it'll balance out. I put an Epsom salt and raw magnesium flakes. I'm like, I'm just going to coat myself. How are those? I want to know. Good. Like, I feel so, I literally, I think part of the reason I'm like, uh, is because my whole, my muscles are so relaxed still. Does it make the water feel like slippery in that weird way? No, no, not at all. Okay. No, because you know, like magnesium flakes, like they don't really melt very well. Yeah. Whatever, but in in warm water, you don't notice them. It's like if I I've tried to use them before in like, um, homemade, like body magnesium care remedy. oil and stuff like that. Well, or like even magnesium flakes, like you can boil them down, you can melt them down, but then when you reintegrate them with stuff, they don't actually integrate. They just break back out and like crystallize again. Mm. Well, that's because like even magnesium that you take as a supplement, it needs to be connected with another molecule, which right. is why you get like magnesium citrate or magnesium oxide right. or whatever. So it's yeah. same sort of thing. Like it's not actually connecting to another molecule. Exactly. So it separates. Exactly. Um, so when you, if your water was cool, it wouldn't, they would never yeah. like break down. They would just be floating around, but so I'm really excited because, like, in two weeks, Tony and I are going to be in Iceland, Ooh. and we just bought our tickets for the Blue Lagoon, which is basically, nice. like, the biggest <laughs> mineral bath in the world. Yes. Soak it all in. Super excited That's about gonna that. That's going to be great. That's amazing. You know, when it's turning turning winter, you might as well go someplace equally cold. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the water's warm. It's all good. It's yeah. true. It's true. And it's also, like, so beautiful there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've never been, but I really, really want to go mm-hmm. because I love Bjork. Who doesn't? But also because, like, it seems like a very enchanting place. Did I ever tell you about how I saw Bjork once? What? Okay, so when like I... Like, in person or in concert? In person. <laughs> wow. So when the... So in a previous life, before I was an acupuncturist, <laughs> I uh, worked at the Walker Arts Center and had a history in... Um, like art background basically and I worked at the Walker during the grand reopening of like the new building in 2005 and um Bjork was there because at the time she was still married to Matthew Barney who yeah. is an artist and who has pieces in the Walker and she was there and she was wearing this like all purple outfit it was like this purple cape long one piece thing and had like a fake black eye thing. It was super interesting. (laughs) I love her. She's so weird. So weird. I have like all of her live recordings Mm. and DVDs of her performances and all of her music videos on on DVD. I love that. They're the only DVDs I still have and only CDs I still own. Because (laughs) I honestly yeah, I honestly don't even have a disc player. I have no way of watching or listening to them. Because I don't like there's no disc thing in my computer anymore. Oh man. There's no, we don't have a DVD player, we don't have an Xbox, we don't have a, nothing. But, like, I don't want to lose them. You need no. to put them in, like, a time capsule. I do. And then bury it. With a DVD yard. player so yeah. that someone has yes. to watch it. Watch this, if you can plug it in in the future. <laughs> yes, she's my dreamboat. I love her so much. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Bjork. Uh, where were magnesium. we? Magnesium. Yeah, magnesium, <laughs> Beth. Oh. So do you also, do you have a routine breakfast that you eat? Like, do you eat the same thing every day or do you shift it up? Or is there something you look for when you're eating in the morning? Like, this is the thing I need. Well, so this tea that I have, the collagen actually has a decent amount of protein in it. Like one tablespoon has six grams of protein, I think. And so um, lately I've been 
doing my workouts pretty early in the morning here at Sulcana. I come to the 6.30 a.m. class a couple times a week, and then a couple other days of the week, I just come early and work out. And so usually this is the only thing that I'm having before I come and work out. But so then after I work out, I want to get some like protein and carbs in right away for obvious reasons after you're like lifting a bunch of heavy stuff. And so um, I usually... For a while, I was totally obsessed with the like paleo banana pancakes where you take like Mm -hmm. one banana, two eggs, a tablespoon of nut butter, and then mix it together. I was using like an immersion blender and it would make like the smoothest, most awesome paleo pancakes ever. And then I was even upping the protein level because I was adding some of this collagen powder in with that. Yeah. And it gave it a little bit of substance and like extra protein. So I was doing that for a while, but now... I'm kind of over it. <laughs> yeah, better move forward. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes you get like so obsessed with something and you do it like all the time, and I'm like, oh, I don't want anything banana for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bee, it'll come back. I gotta admit, I'm at that place with oatmeal. There's this thing that my friend Kathleen taught me that is this like pa- she calls it paleoats, and it's like her paleo version of oatmeal, um, which like fall weather cinnamon apples. It's like totally. Yeah the right time of year for this and basically she takes an apple chops it up uh sautes it in some coconut oil adds some you know cinnamon and allspice and like those sorts of spices to it puts in some uh, nut butter and then some uh, um flax like flax meal so it's already been like milled flax and then raw hemp seeds and adds like water to it and like stirs it all up and it kind of turns into this weird oatmeal consistency like when you mix the (laughs) the milled flax with the water and it's fabulous so last winter that was like my winter breakfast and now that it's getting colder out I think it's going to become my winter breakfast again oh sounds good Mm mm-hmm I'll have to give it a shot. That might be, maybe that's, we usually do uh, challenges on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So sometimes we're like, okay, the guest doesn't have to do a challenge, but maybe. I think I have a blog post out there with the recipe, but I would need to look back and see it. If I do, I'll give it to you for a link. Where do you even get, like, milled flax seed and hemp seed at the co-op? Uh, so you can just mm-hmm. buy regular raw hemp seed at Trader Joe's even or at the co-op. And then for the flax, I have a coffee grinder that I don't use for coffee. I, like, it used to be used for coffee, and then I put a bunch of rice in it to, like, clean it out and whatnot. And so it doesn't have that coffee flavor. And I just use that for herbs, spices, and flax. Okay, cool. So in a coffee grinder. I have a coffee grinder <laughs> that I don't use for coffee because there you go. that is a lot of work. Um, Amy, I'm curious too, now that we're talking about the gym, what was, how did you come to CrossFit and what, what has that experience been like for you? Oh, so I came to CrossFit when I was in grad school for acupuncture. Um, it was my, I'm now trying to think, it was either my first or second year of grad school and grad school is stressful. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and exhausting. (laughs) And exhausting and you need an outlet for your stress. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at that point in time, one of my very best friends, she had just started Hannah's like bikini ready. I don't even want to say it anymore. It was like, (laughs) no, no, it was like little black dress is what it was called. Okay. I remember it was something, this is a long time ago. Yeah. Also, I didn't come up with the name. Okay. <laughs> let's, be, let's be very clear about that. Right. And, I, and that's why I was like, I don't even yeah. want to say this because I don't it was think like this a is boot right. camp. It was like a six-week boot camp. Yeah. And actually, I would say it's like really, it was really similar because I designed the workouts. Mm-hmm. I didn't design the name mm-hmm. or the sales, but I did design the workouts. Very similar to our body depth program now, where it was like intro to fitness. Mm. And we did it through two times a week, 
It was awesome. I love and that there was, group. And there was a food aspect to it because mm-hmm. there was like a paleo challenge. Yeah, we that did went a paleo with challenge it. with it. Yeah. Awesome. And so my best friend Ellie was involved in it and she was telling me all about it and it sounded really awesome. And so then I think after the six weeks was over, um, I came to class like as a guest or something with her one day. And it just so happens that that class that I went to, there were only four of us. It was all females that were working out. Mm. Another one of the uh, women that was working out there, uh, her name is Maureen. She's fabulous. Mm. and Also an acupuncturist. Yep, yes. and she was actually in acupuncture school with me. She was like a couple um, cohorts ahead of me. And so we became friends. And, and basically... I came to CrossFit with this intention of like, I need insane stress relief during yes. um, during grad school. And it it satisfied that need. Uh, side note, Maureen was my first introduction to acupuncture. Mm. And she's a total badass. Yeah, she's amazing. Now she's in <laughs> Omaha. Yeah, I she's know. So I miss her away. a lot. I miss her too. I just sent her a letter last week. She oh, she's really yeah. good. She's changing snowball. the world. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she legitimately is. Yeah. I wish that she was still in Minneapolis. If you listen to this Podcast, Maureen. We love you. We miss you. But she was a nurse, so she came from, like, totally Western medicine side of things. I think she still has her nursing license. I think so. I think she keeps her nursing license up. Yeah. So, yeah, she was, like, a practicing nurse, like, working in very, very intense scenarios um, and then switched over to this other style of medicine, I think, still with, like, a really strong perspective on what works from Western medicine and what doesn't. Yeah, Yeah, she was really – she was – had this unique perspective to see the value of what Chinese medicine could bring to Western medicine and uh, fill those gaps. Yeah, she's great. So doing CrossFit, and then this year you've been dabbling with competition. Powerlifting, more than dabbling, I would say. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of actually has something to do with Chinese medicine too for me because, um, okay, so a couple years ago I had a neck injury. It was a combination of a lot of things, partly being like genetically predisposed to neck problems. Anyway, had an injury and had surgery on my neck. And now because of that, I have some limited mobility when it comes to doing anything overhead. And so um, Hannah's always really great at, you know, modifying the workouts for me of like what I need. But, um, But then because of that, I got more into doing things that didn't you know, need to be brought overhead. Yeah. And powerlifting is a perfect example of that. Yeah, not Olympic lifting. <laughs> right, we'll powerlifting. But so, um, anyway, uh, like I mentioned before, when everybody has their own, like, dominant personality within the five-element structure in Chinese medicine, uh, I myself am more of a wood element type mm. of person, which means that my energy tends to raise up to my head. Like, if you think of wood you think of uh trees growing and they start as like seedlings and then they sprout through the ground and like work their way up and they're always growing upwards and that is how like our energy tends to be and because of that i can get headaches a lot and especially when it's really hot out like in the summertime and this last summer it was hot out yeah yeah a lot and the gym felt really hot to me personally and every time i would go in to do a wad like a more metabolic conditioning sort of wad, I would get kind of lightheaded and headachy. And I was mm. like, all right, well, I need to do things that are more grounding right now because that's the way like I personally need my energy to work. And powerlifting is very like grounding in the sure sense is. that you are, you are, I don't even know how to say it. I mean, you literally just take like the heaviest weight from the ground to just your hips. Right. 
And so pick it up and then put it back down. You don't have to bring it anywhere. Right. And so that was exactly what I needed for my personal energy this summer. And so that's what got me really interested in it. That's so interesting that you came from that perspective. Because I feel like a lot of people, oh, I mean, like you took it and you just like looked at it internally and what it meant for you and what your body was trying to tell you. A lot of times people will say like, well, I have this thing going on. It's not my fault. It's this thing's fault, whatever it is, pointing to whatever. It could be a person, it could be uh, whatever. And then they don't address it, they just like get mad at it and either like quit doing anything or try to keep doing that and hurting themselves over Mm -hmm. and over again. Right, that whole like doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Exactly. It doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, instead of addressing it, like you're doing by, you know, limiting the amount of uh, metabolic conditioning you're doing, focusing on strength. And I think a really big aspect of it for me was that I, over the years, have become insanely proficient at listening to my body mm-hmm. and being in tune with what my body needs. And I must say that that was not a skill that came naturally. It was something that I had to learn. Um, you know, when I first got sick uh, with my digestive stuff, I was literally sick for probably three to four months before I even went to see a doctor, which is so common. I see Mm -hmm. so many patients with IBS or Crohn's or colitis or anything like that. And uh, it took them six months, a year, two years, five years, like so long before they actually went and had their symptoms checked out because they're like, oh, well, I don't know. Like sometimes it's like this and sometimes it's like that. And they're just not in tune with themselves. And, And so that's something that I really intentionally learned over the years. And now I'm a master at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I can do anything, it's, tell, it's understand what my body's trying to say to me. Yeah. In five different languages. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. But it's really come in handy because then I am able to not injure myself during workouts, but I'm able to really like push myself to my limits without going over the limit. Well, I'm sure that must be so helpful too when you're working with clients as well to help them parcel out like what is going on and what are my options, like moving things away from like all or nothing. Absolutely. Which I think it's really easy um, when you have a health concern or something where you're just like, I'm I'm scared. Absolutely. I mean, and, and so many people show up to me and I'll ask them questions about their period or, or do their symptoms get worse around their period or do their symptoms get worse when they're stressed out and they look at me and they're like, I have no idea. And it's like, yeah. that's okay. Like, but we'll, we'll start now and yep. we'll start, you know, looking at these things from a new direction now. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. I want to know about your, how you use crystals in your personal life and in your practice. Cause I feel like I because I'm like hashtag woo woo yeah because you're super woo woo but also because like I watched I I watched your your Periscope that you did on crystals one day and uh, also I've like seen your Instagram stories about your crystals and I'm like I'm a noob to the woo woo side of things I don't always know that I like buy in all the way to that stuff but I'm interested I would like to purchase a crystal for myself (laughs) but I don't know where to start or which one would be good for me so I'm like what do you how do you, what What are you doing with your crystals? Why do people use them? Well, what I would challenge you to do mm-hmm. is really just go to a shop that has crystals. There's a couple of them here in Minneapolis. My favorites are like the Enchanted Rock Garden. Um, there's also that ZRS Fossils place. It's right across the street from Huge Theater where I go like four times a week. All right. So just walk in and see what you're drawn to and just notice things like are you drawn to the same colors or the same shapes or is there like one crystal in particular that like really 
just like is a magnet and draws you in. And then after you choose a crystal, then look it up and see what it does. Okay. Instead of being all analytical thinking, like brainy about it and being like, I want to do this and this thing, like which crystal is going to work? And then like choosing one? No, like instead let the crystal choose you and then see what it's helpful for and you Mm -hmm. might be really surprised. I'm going to do that today. (laughs) I want you to text me later and tell me what you're doing. I'm going to huge today anyway. So, and I have like a 30 minute window before I need to be there. So I will stop over there and I will get, I already feel like I know what I'm going to (laughs) pick because um, do you do you follow the Hood Witch? Yeah. On Instagram, who doesn't? Yeah. So they always like post crystals and stuff like that. So I've seen some on there that I'm like, hmm. Yeah. No, I'm excited I to like see what that you get. One. Okay. But anyway, how I use it in my practice and how my in my life. Um, I mean, crystals have vibrations to them. Everything has vibrations, and I pick a lot of things intuitively. Um, like I said, I let the crystal kind of choose me. Um, but then I also will do some things with intention. I actually have a really cool book. It's really <laughs> nerdy and it's called Stone Medicine. Nice. And it uses crystals more from a Chinese medicine perspective. Um, so here, this is going to lo- get a little detail for a second. So um, in Western herbalism, oftentimes you'll be prescribed a single herb. It's not always the case, but it's pretty common that you'll just get like one thing at a time. That's not how it works in Chinese medicine. In Chinese medicine, we prescribe formulas, um, and that is because sometimes certain herbs work better in synergy with other herbs. And it's really the combination of them together is what gives you the full effect than just one particular herb at a time. So in Chinese medicine, you build a formula, you have the emperor herb, you have the general, you have the assistant, you have the harmonizer. So basically every herb has its job. Like one is maybe the main function of the herb. Like this herb is for headaches. But then you want to, this person specifically has headaches on these specific like energy channels. So then you add in an herb that's like for the Taiyang channels. And then you add in another herb that like supports the blood because maybe this person's headaches are due to a blood deficiency. And then you add in like a harmonizing herb. So there, every herb has a function. And the way this book talks about crystals is in that same way. Oh. So you're not just picking out one crystal for its like own attributes. You are using several crystals at once. Like one might be the main, one might guide it to a certain area of the body or a certain chakra, one might have this other aspect to it, and then one is going to harmonize it all together. And so you're basically building a crystal formula. It's so cool. And, and then you just carry them around or what? No, I'll put them on people during treatments. Oh. So like I'll place them on certain areas. And sometimes if I'm not exactly sure which one to use, because I'm not like looking at the book exactly while the patient's like on the table, like, oh, give me a second. Let me look this <laughs> yeah. up. Sometimes I'll, I'll like intuitively be like all right well i think this one or this one is going to be the best and i'll actually let the patient decide so like with their eyes closed i'll like put one crystal on them and be like okay this is crystal a and i'll take it off put on the second one and be like this is crystal b and, they'll be, and then they'll choose like maybe one they'll like f- literally feel like a sensation mm-hmm. in their body when that crystal is on them so they'll choose that one cool that's crazy <laughs> it i'm just like what I can't wait to try. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So do you have one that you carry around or that you always keep with you? Um, I have one in my purse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it fluorite? No. I have. Oh, I almost just grabbed Petey thinking he was my purse. <laughs> hey, oh, excuse me. Let me just reach into this dog. <laughs> um, I carry a selenite with me sometimes, um, but then I have a little 
I have a little thing, and it has a little mm. thing in it. Yeah, yeah there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little no secret crystal. It's for you to know, for us to find out. That's awesome. That's really cool. I was um, I was in Utah a few weeks ago, and my last day there, I was just trying to – we were biding time before I had to go to the airport, and we stumbled across a mineral show. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I totally thought of, like, all the crystals and all the woo-woo was F, everything. I was like, this is great. Well, I love the uh, Enchanted Rock Garden down in Richfield because there's really, like, two types of employees. <laughs> They're, like, the super nerdy yep. geological employees. Yep. And then there's the more, like – woo-woo yeah. energy style employees and I love that they like share this common space and this common business and that they are very different types of people yeah, that makes sense so <laughs> that they would it. come from those two different places yeah I come from like geology like what <laughs> when I feel like when I'm drawn to a crystal I'm like which one is the most you know which one is the longest growth period or like which yeah that's awesome but, you know so maybe that's how I'll come at it when I go tonight to the store yeah Oh, Hannah, I'm so excited for you. Me too. That's my challenge. <laughs> Don't give me any more challenges. I'll forget them. I won't achieve them. I'm really excited about this one for you. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, so, and now I'm going to shift gears again. We could go back to crystals. But I'm really curious, knowing your interest in being, and your need, really, to be tuned into yourself and taking care of your body and diet and getting in foods that are really nourishing and healthful for you, what is competition prep like for you? You have a competition coming up in a little bit. Does food play a factor? Is this something that you wrap into that? Yes and no. Okay, well, here's a couple stories. <laughs> uh, one, um, in an ideal world, I would totally like look at my macros a little bit more leading up to a competition. Granted, I'm not a competitive person. Like I'm competitive with myself, and I would like to hit my own personal goals, but I'm not – I'm not really driven by competition when it comes to like, you know, getting a high placing or anything like that. So if I was more of that type of person, I would probably look at my macros more and really like dial in my nutrition in a way. Um, but I am lazy and I don't like to weigh my food because mm -hmm. I like to eat more of that intuitive eating style of like, Right now I want carbs and so I'm just gonna eat all the carbs and right now I want some protein. I'm gonna eat a bunch of protein. Um, so that's just how I work. Um, but I will say that for, okay, so the day of competition, you need food in you and you mm -hmm. need carbs in you because you need that like quick burning burst of energy. And I, was, was it like donuts and deadlifts? Was it that episode where yeah. you talked about like competition? Okay. And so this last powerlifting meet was my very first powerlifting meet. And I knew from listening to the episode that I was going to like need some quick burning carbs and whatnot and I was so nervous like honestly mm. my goal for this meet was to not puke before the meet because <laughs> I thought I was gonna nervous puke yeah, yeah. and a I did meet that goal I did Yay! not nervous puke <laughs> but um I like really tried to prep and I was like all right I'm gonna make I made a bunch of like those banana pancakes and like brought them with and I brought some of the, like those squeezy uh, sweet potato carrot things or yeah. whatever and stuff like that um but when it actually came down to it I was like kind of too nervous to eat uh, when yeah. I after weigh yep. when you're supposed to eat and I had one of the squeezy things the banana pancakes just like weren't doing it for me and I needed something that was going to settle my stomach and also be carb laden mm -hmm. and Samson had donuts there <laughs> and I'm not kidding when like I 
I probably hadn't had gluten in like over a year because I know that when I fall off the wagon, I fall off the wagon hard and I I don't have celiac. I don't, I'm not like running to the bathroom as soon as I have some gluten in my system, but it's like a delayed devilish reaction where like days later, I all of a sudden have all sorts of problems going on. And so in that moment, I made the decision that I was like, I'm going to eat this donut. <laughs> and I did. And it was delicious and it settled my stomach just like I knew it would and it gave me the energy I needed and that was great um I have since paid for it for like the last couple weeks and it totally bummed me out (laughs) what I realized after all that was that I really need some of that like bready sort of food to settle my stomach when I'm nervous but I also need those carbs so next time I'm basically just gonna go to Birchwood which is just down the street from here and they have fabulous gluten-free donuts (laughs) that they do so I'm gonna get myself some gluten-free donuts and that way I'm gonna have the donuts that I need for my meat but I'm not gonna feel like crap afterwards yeah may I also recommend Pedialyte yeah, well, I I did a lot of coconut water. Good, that's good. Nice. I feel like I get super nervous as well, and I'm better at it now because I have done more competitions, but I can't – there's just certain foods I can't eat. If they're too flavorful, I can't have it. Like, I just eat plain white rice with um, ham and cheese inside. These yeah. little, like, thingies, and, like, basically two bottles of Pedialyte. Mm. Yeah, totally. And, and that's, like, the only thing I can stomach. Yeah, and so I think I'm very similar in that way. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make those little uh, those white rice balls um, that a lot of cyclists will make yep. to, like, eat on their Yep, lawn. that's what I eat. Yeah. They're, like, filled with cheese. And yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. No. <laughs> because it's also, like, protein and fat, like, built in. Yeah. So there's some things. It's not just, like, straight carbs. I have something to last me throughout mm-hmm. the day. But Yeah, and that was a long meat, too, because it was yeah. a lot of people, and it was – Three lifts versus this upcoming meet is just bench, so I feel like that'll be a lot. Yeah, I think we'll be done by noon. I know. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Uh, We'll get donuts together in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then lunch afterwards because it'll be done so early. (laughs) So anything else we want to touch on? I think this is so great. I feel like we could, and I, I we like say this to so many guests, but it's like, Amy, we could just have you back and we could be talking for hours. Like, we barely scratched the surface. Well, good thing we all go to the same gym and we can't <laughs> right? talk about this yeah. stuff for hours. Yeah. Aw, yeah. Uh, say, well, since, you know, our most recent episode was about breast health, um, is, what, is there anything specific that you deal with on a regular basis as a um, herbalist or acupuncturist in, with breast health? Yeah, so... Um, Really common, obviously, is breast tenderness with PMS. Uh, That's a pretty telltale sign in Chinese medicine for liver cheese stagnation. There's a couple different channels, like energy channels of the body uh, that go through the breasts. Uh, The main ones being um, stomach is really kind of like the main one. But then uh, liver, kidney channels, uh, all do as well. And liver cheese stagnation is really, really common. And that's a... um, a huge sign is like breast tenderness or sadness and depression and headaches around your period. Mm-hmm. Like those are all just all of those things wrapped up together is liver cheese stagnation, which acupuncture is great for. So come in and get acupuncture. Yeah, yeah that sounds great. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, fix your basically visit Lucia and Amy <laughs> and then come work out. Yeah. <laughs> you need your team. Remember, you need your team. You do need your team. And Man, a lot of what we're also talking about, the background, is stress. So have a team so that you don't feel so alone and so stressed out. Yeah. Because even if you're trying to figure out your health and you're a smart cookie and can do that, 
still find people who can help you so you take that pressure off of yourself and lucia and i work together as a team a lot yeah. even with our own issues yep. and with uh some of our communal patients yep. as well so. definitely awesome so where can people find you where can people come visit you? Where can they <laughs> see your stuff? Yeah, so you can find me online at amykoretsky.com. Um, I've got a lot of informative blog posts up there. I also have a really short form podcast that I put out every week as well called Health Fuels Hustle. And you can find that at healthfuelshustle.com. Um, my office is in downtown Minneapolis in the North Loop. It's beautiful. Thank you. And yeah, that's where you can find me. And on Instagram too. Yeah. You have a oh, yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. It's real good. At Amy Koretsky. And, I, and you can find me at the gym. Come work out with me. Yeah. yeah. Early in the morning, like 7.30 to <laughs> yeah. 8.30. <laughs> or earlier. Or earlier. So. Early bird. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been really informative and really fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, do you have a challenge for Lucia? Ooh. Since I have my crystal challenge. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're putting me on the spot now. Yeah. Lucia, is there something that you picked up on learning it that you want to have a challenge about? <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that. Um, I actually am intrigued by the crystals. I'll be oh, honest. Oh, okay. There's a store that I drive past on 55, and I think they have crystals because I just I have like the image of them right now in my head. So I want to drive past them and see if it is a What's crystal it store. I don't know. It's just literally like I know that I've glanced at it while I drive by. I'm like, okay. Well, crystals. some of my favorite places to get crystals, like I said, Enchanted Rock Garden. Enchanted Rock Garden down in Richfield. ZRS Fossils is in Uptown. Uh -huh. uh, Present Moments, which is also in Uptown. Um, and then there's also the Eye of Horus. They have like a small question. Yeah. Also, also in Uptown. In Uptown. <laughs> so go to Uptown, basically. Okay. Cool. That's my challenge. And they have like, Eye of Horus also has like oils and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even get to ask you your feelings on oils. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love them. Okay. And they, they also have tarot cards, which I also Ooh. love, too. Oh, my oh, God, that's right. right. Things we can woo-woo about. Damn it. Well, that's for another time. Next another time. Place. Maybe we'll have a whole um, episode on oils. We could really... Oh, yeah. be awesome. Good episode on woo-woo. Woo-woo. Woo-woo and you. Yeah. Cool. All right, awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, as always, to Taj Ruler. If you are drawn to a crystal and it makes you feel very special inside, that's because that crystal is Taj Ruler. Yep. That's how special she is. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week on Sulkanacast. Bye. Bye. Sulkanacast is produced by Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes or visit sulkanacast.libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for full episode information. You can also visit our website at sulkanafitness.com to stay up to date on everything health and fitness. Join in on the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sulkana CrossFit. See you there.